Welcome to the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. I'm Tom Wade. And I'm Tom Ashtosevsky. And in this podcast, you will learn how to build a six-figure remote property sourcing business from anywhere in the world. Without using credit checks, without prior experience, and without using your own money to buy property. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. In this episode, we've got probably the most exciting topic in creative property to talk about. And this is a strategy called lease options. So this episode is an introduction to that. And with my co-host and good friend, Thomas, what's up, buddy? Very excited about this one, right? I am. Yeah, I'm very excited. We're both very excited. I mean, this, this strategy, you know, people go on about, oh, buying a house for a pound, you know, but this, this is this is this is their strategy. This is how you do this. And we've had a lot of clients in the past, and we told me we've had a lot of success with this. Personally, uh, had a lot of success with this. And um, yeah, very excited to introduce you guys to this. If you if you've not come across this before, it's, it's phenomenal. And this strategy, I learned in America back in 2011, similar to how some of the guys and ladies will be learning. I learned actually from from YouTube, and I ended up getting on on podcasts and listening to. Uh, programs and then buying a mentoring course and really this is called creative real estate creative property and the great thing about this strategy is you can build a property portfolio buy to let property portfolio build passive wealth just like you would with your own properties and you can also generate rental income so talk about maybe let's first talk about you know your standard buy to let property thomas and kind of shed the light on that the traditional way you would do that and then we will compare that to lease options and kind of explain that's why you want to make sure you stay on this episode guys because they're going to explain why they work how they work and why they why in the next couple of years they're going to be in an abundance because we do believe there will be a you know depending on when you're listening to this is, you know we're in 2022 now roughly in the summer the recession is, is pending we are we are true these strategies work so well so maybe talk a little bit first about your traditional buy to let Thomas and then we can kind of yeah of course of course so so guys I suppose um from the traditional buy to let I want to frame this slightly so I, I'm going to frame this from the point of view that you are starting off as you know from the investor's perspective now on a traditional buy to let you know so we're going for a single let as a traditional investor I would go down the high street I'd walk into my estate agent's front window um, and I'd go, I want to see that house, that house, that house. You probably view 10, 25, whatever it is, uh, depending on how hard you negotiate. And then you'd buy, you'd buy a house generally, whatever it would be, you know, a chimney pot property, maybe a two bedroom, three bedroom, semi or terrace property. Um, and effectively, you'd purchase that cash or a mortgage. Um, what would you need? His obviously, I'm 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 paying. Yeah, yeah, of course, and yeah. So, so, so yeah, need to put down to get right. Yeah, yeah. So um, Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, dependent on your area. So I'm talking, you know, local east east of England uh, was where I'm based and where I invest. Um, so um, around here, you know, you might traditionally pay depending on the part of town you might go for. You might pay, I don't know, 200, 220 grand for, for a three bedroom semi. Um, house prices are shooting up. But, you know, if you're going by market rate and not really pushing, that's probably what you'd look to pay uh, there and about. So easy numbers, 200 grand. If we go 25 percent deposit, 
you know, so you're looking at 50 grand down and then you've got the stamp and all the rest of it. So you're probably looking, I reckon, all in 60K down, 65 if you've got a bit of refurb. Um, thing, Thomas, on that, right, is most people that have cash, they go, yeah, that's great because I can do this. But we're talking about for the average person to be able to quickly build a portfolio and to, and to be able to leverage. And this is the difference of lease options because you know, the biggest issue really at the end of the day when it comes to property is money or creativity. A lot yeah. of people think you need a load of money. We were told right by our parents, and you know, it's not our parents' fault, that's just what they learned. You need yeah. a ton of money to get into property, you need loads of money. In traditional sense, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But in creative sense, you don't. And that's the beauty about this, right? So if you think about it, the average single let, what would that give you in terms of profit, Thomas, around or you know? in around your is it 200 yeah of course so i mean on that sort of property i mean i actually just 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 an example we've got a bungalow which i mean this is a real turn on in terms of rental which shocked me so this bungalow we purchased for about 215 grand uh it's probably worth about 250 i reckon more probably a bit more now i haven't looked at it in the past few months um that bungalow we were renting out at 800 pound a month we have just had our agent come back as the tenants moved up agents going we're relisting at a thousand a month now in terms of profit our mortgage on that at the moment is i believe about 600 a month so we were we're going up from 200 a month profit to about 400 a month so that to me is like mind that's, that's quite that's the power of property and to be honest this works very nicely in line with lease options but in short that property as a real case study will be generating us 400 pound a month in profit and you had to put down right this traditional 25 percent deposit. oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we had to put down the traditional as probably about 40 50 grand down in terms yes. of that it was very light refurb so i managed to get the refurb done for about four and a bit grand that was carpets liquor paint um yeah, pretty much tidy up. It's quite yeah. quite nice that one. Um, when, you it- this, when you think about this, guys, when you kind of are approaching it from a position of the traditional sense, that's good if you get the cash. But you got to kind of with lease options. The core goal is you want to work out what is your goal in terms of rental income to replace your job or to give you more financial freedom, and to work that out and then work backwards. So the core thing about lease options, I've been I've been doing them since two thousand and twelve. They actually help uh, me quit my job back at Holland and Barrett sourcing these. So with lease options, the cool thing, you can source them for investors and package them and get five grand a pop. Or you can keep them and hold them in your portfolio. My biggest, not biggest mistake, because it's a learning, biggest learning was not, I had a lot. I, I had about seven or eight in my first six months of doing this from my bedroom, shared bedroom in my parents' house, sharing them, obviously sharing them with my brother. And... It was interesting because I was I want to get the quick 5K. But with asset building and wealth building, you're building a portfolio that's increasing in value and also giving you income whether you work or not, right? Thomas, that's the whole core of... Exactly. Property. Most people think you need money, you need credit, and you need licenses and experience. You don't. So let me explain how these options work and why you would want to do them. You would want to do them because you're not limited by banks, and what does that mean? You don't get credit checked and you don't get qualified for a loan. I think that's big because when you don't have to go through qualification, it's faster. The average lease option, what is the lease, what's the lease option? We'll go through that. But really, it allows you to build a portfolio without 
credit checks, banks, and you don't have to go through the qualification process, which means you don't have to put a deposit down as well. And you can get the benefits of two to 300 pounds a month and the property under control, under your control that you can sell in the future, you can buy in the future, you can give back if you want, but it's very, very powerful. So one of my clients, um, a couple, David and Amanda, back in 2015, they were new to creative property. They did 27 deals. And you'll, you'll, you'll see a testimony. We can link a case study around here, or if you, you'll see it on our website or over the video case study, the interview. They did 27 deals. And the way they did this, and they didn't put any money down, 27 properties. Imagine how, think of the deposits. And the average house, Thomas, was 60K. Think of the cash you would have to put down. And what was the components? Because a lot of people are going, their bullshit detectors are going, which it should. So make sure you get a pen and paper and stop being a skeptic and write down exactly how this works because it will probably be one of the most important episodes you ever, you ever do and, and you ever kind of implement and listen to because here's how it works. They found, there's three components. They found a motivated seller that had a problem, a landlord or, a, or an accidental landlord. And his problem in this scenario is he had ill health and he was in his 60s. And he had a big portfolio in Burnley and in around them areas, and he didn't want to have to handle them anymore because a lot of people, a lot of people think, oh, but he's making money. He didn't care about the money because he he was stressing them out. He had bad tenants, five or six of them. They were they were bad. He wasn't doing it properly. He wasn't following the proper strategies. And then what happened is uh, David found him through Zoopla, an uh, letting agent, referred this landlord to him and said, "It's a problem, landlord. We can't help. He doesn't have any equity in his properties." So what does that mean? Let's just say the property is worth 100. Their remaining balance on the loan is 100. So even if they were to sell it today, they wouldn't walk away with any money. There would be no spread in between of what their mortgage loan is and what they paid, paid for. There's a lot of people out there like that. There's a couple hundred thousand people out there like that. So listen to this. So he, he ended up actually meeting them. I had a phone call meeting them. He handed over the keys to 10 initially, literally there and then. They went through solicitors. That's insane. David took control of this landlord's portfolio, benefiting from capital appreciation, just like you go and buy a property now, you buy it in 10 years, hopefully it's gone up 40, 50, 60% or more, depend London, it would obviously double, um, depending on the area, and then you get cash flow. So he wow. ended up, David ended up um, packaging a lot of these deals, making about 55 grand, and then he kept a lot of these deals and added two and a half grand in rental passive income in his portfolio. Wow. And this is a real story, guys. This isn't just something we're making up for the podcast. But there has been, I'm talking of close to a thousand deals done collectively by my clients over the years with uh, the Flip Remotely brand. And it was phenomenal because there's a big need, isn't there, Thomas, out there? There's a big need and no one really talks about this, do they? No. no really I, finding I'm, I'm, the sellers. No, I mean, the, the landlord thing's a really interesting one because um, I've heard them refer to as zombie landlords, which is quite a fun name, I think. But I mean, a lot of this stems from uh, bad education. These guys, you know, and a lot of these guys are based a bit up north where, where equity isn't, isn't such a good thing. The capital growth isn't such a good thing, I should say. Um, and to be fair, it's, it's, it's lack of education. These landlords, you know, all good and all good and well intended, bought a number of properties, you know, might have done it traditionally, might have done it by 
you know, picking up um, picking up investment from from other parties, and essentially built up a portfolio. And, and over time, because these are very long term landlords generally, um, over time they they always be they've been encouraged to remortgage. They've been encouraged to remortgage, and they they'd essentially every few years they would they would just come and pull the equity out of the property, and that's how they would make a lot of their big lump sums of cash. But the problem is. What's happened is over time, if, if the equity hasn't grown and the properties haven't, and they'll end up with um, essentially with, with these very high debt properties. And um, it, it, it's just a problem. It's just an issue. Now, on a more residential uh, side, if you like, owner occupier, uh, again, similar sort of basis. You know, you might somebody who's done equity release. Uh, they might be in an area where the equity, the, the property value just hasn't really grown or um, the market's actually dropped in their area. This, this is another issue for some reason or another. And again, absolutely, this is also absolutely. very common with absolutely. new build. This yes. is also very common with and new that, build. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing. So, you know, why would you want to do it? Are they, I'm in a hotel right now, guys, you're going to laugh. This is a very raw and casual. They love to just put music on when I'm doing these talks. Um, but here's the beautiful thing about this. Why would you want to do it? Why, why are you getting into property? Why are you here, guys? For one reason, you want to build wealth and income because that's going to give you freedom to do what you want when you want to do it. So get that clear in your mind. What do you need specifically? And then reverse engineer it and go, how many properties do I need in my portfolio? The traditional way with 25% deposits is very difficult to get started. But with this, you could do one a month and you could get 12 properties, giving you, say, 300 pounds a month. You know, you work that out. That's what that's that's a decent income. I'm not sure exactly how much that is. I'm pretty 3, bad enough. 3,600. 3, yeah, probably, yeah, roughly 3,600 yeah. rental income. That's crazy. And people have done way beyond this. One of my first um, friends that I worked with when, when I began, I helped sell some of them deals. He had 120 properties in his portfolio. Why? Because after the recession, a lot of people's properties dipped by 20%, meaning that house was worth 100. Now the market had gone down. Now it's worth 80 and their existing loan was 80. So even if they sell it, they're not going to make any money and they couldn't sell it. So he come in and the lease option goes, look, hey, Mr. Seller, we can buy your property. We can buy it over term. So we can, we can have the um, right to buy the option to buy the house so you can move on in 30 days or less. And we need five, seven, 10 years to allow the market to recover because we're investors. We need to have some equity in the house. And at the moment, we can't buy it because you owe a lot on your you owe a lot to your bank. So in the meantime, we take care of all mortgage payments, all minor maintenance, all the maintenance, and we take care of the buildings insurance, everything in the existing property, so you can move on with your life. Why would they do that? Most of the time, they have no equity. That's the majority of the of the properties. So your job then is to essentially structure the deal, and we'll talk about that in part two. But why would you want to do it? You would want to do it because you can build a portfolio. You would want to do it because you get rental income. You would want to do it because it's fast. You don't have banks calling you up. And also, the good thing about this is uh, you don't need any prior experience. I started as a 19-year-old kid speaking to sellers, doing deals remotely, signing up deals. And because I knew exactly how to find these motivated sellers, and I knew what to say to them and how to structure the deal. That's important, right, Thomas, is... How do you find them? How do you structure the deal? And how do you legally and ethically get it closed? And that's why we always recommend it goes through 
you know, um, regulated conveyances and solicitors yeah, and this yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of button up, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no, there's no cowboy element of, of, of you know, doing your own con any and none of that nature. This goes. Well, that was an issue, wasn't it, with people before? With the the news picked it up. It's people were doing unethically. Like there's always one or two out of ten. Yeah, right? uh, there's always a bad bad apple in the barrel, unfortunately. And I mean, th- uh, th- this is about doing this this ethically, and it is about doing this legally. This is you know really really important. I I think it's good that we're, we're stressing this. Um, and there are a number of good legal teams out there who will aid you support you in doing this um following a process a structure and you 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 are going to be doing somebody a big service um by by setting up this huge value by by setting this this solution up in place 100 100%, 100%. and to recap it because in part two we're going to go deeper into the structure and exactly how to kind of implement these and go a little bit more detailed for you so you can kind of get a step-by-step checklist but in the meantime here's how it works really your whole job is to really find a seller or a landlord that has little equity i recommend the northern areas the midlands upwards and you've got to have you've got to do specific marketing strategies there's online marketing there's direct mail there's looking for a for sale and to let board simultaneously driving for dollars driving for deals what does that mean you drive around your area you look for a for sale board and a to let board outside what does that mean they either go i'll sell it or i rent it that's that's a perfect candidate for a lease option uh, and then what you want to do is you want to know exactly what to say to them so once you know exactly the questions to ask what's the mortgage payment why are they selling why haven't they sold yet why don't they want to rent themselves because most of the time they don't want to stress and hassle think of someone in your family that no matter how much with the money you gave them a month they would never want to look after property because it's, it's most people aren't always money motivated some people they're stressed they won't want stress uh, even though it's not stressful when you do it properly um so what do you say to them and number three once they've agreed to a deal how do you dot the i's cross the t's get the structure done properly and then move that forward with an effortless process so you can get the keys to that property tenant it get cash flow and in happy days you didn't have to put a deposit down. You could control it with a pound. When people say you can buy a house for a pound, that's not true. You can control an asset for a pound, which gives you rental cash flow. Because people go, oh no, I, I think this sounds scammy. I think I'm going to go. I, I heard my uncle that has never done property. Uh, he told me just go to a bank and use your money in a bank. Okay, great. Well, 25% deposit you put down, they gave you a 75% loan. If you stop paying them payments, they control the asset unless you bought it for cash. So you have to look at things creatively. And um, just to give you, before we wrap this up, there has been tens of thousands of deals done throughout the world when it comes to lease options. And it's used on cars, it's used on roller, it's used, it's used on anything that gives rental income, uh, stocks, um, crypto, like option contracts are essentially an option, but not the obligation to purchase, which means that you could walk away. An option contract, just Google this, guys. Option contracts have been around forever. How the Tesco's go buy up, you know, 50 houses and then build Tesco's on there because they agree a price with an option and then go, hey, can I get planning? Oh, yeah, you can. Then they exercise their option. What we can do is we can be a little bit more creative. We're not building houses here. That's another strategy. Thomas is doing 30 bungalows at the moment. That's another strategy. But we're talking about how you can find a simple two to three bed house a landlord that hates it and say, look, we'll take this off your hands and you benefit from 3,000 a year income. And then hopefully over five, 10 years, that's gone up 50%. You can sell it and you can, and you can start building you know, your cash pot and building some wealth. 
And uh, I mean, any more points on this one, Thomas? Or do you think we're part two? We 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 cover the kind of the checklist. Yeah, I think guys. We'll yeah, def definitely. I think we'll we'll be going in more detail in part two. But I, th I think in short, a lease option. You know, it is you are leasing a property, renting it with the option to buy it it is very simple it's more of a commercial term however yes very very applicable in a residential uh, uh case and and it has been for a long time guys so um i hope you're as excited as we are about this strategy and oh it's phenomenal. In, it is it is uh, we, we've done a 100 we've done a ton and we've seen our clients do a ton so this isn't new this is never going away you just need to know how to implement it and if you just get four deals in your portfolio, that's 1200 a month. I bet that will cover your mortgage and your car and food bill for most people that live in, in, in the northern part of England. Imagine that. Saying to your, uh, your other half, we're covered. Mortgage is covered now. Imagine that. That's the power of this. So part two, we're looking forward to it. So in part two, we're going to cover the structure of how you structure a lease option meaning like the steps, the nitty gritty details of what agreements you get and um, how you kind of the role play. And then how do you make sure you get that closed? Sellers happy. You should be getting a testimonial from sellers saying, thank you for doing this. You're happy. And then you're, you, you're not left with a property that you can't rent. There is a checklist of what to avoid when it comes to lease options from my experience. And I'm going to kind of shed that light. And I know Thomas will shed that light as well. And, yeah. Good stuff. We'll see you in the next episode, guys. Part two, lease options explained. All right. Take care, guys.